Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, well, uh, we're here uh, for your second time on uh, More to Come. Uh, Joe Illage is here, Senior Editor at uh, Line Forge. Uh, we're going to talk about Lion Forge, maybe a little bit more about. We talked about your background before, but maybe we can you can bring us up to date again. All right, all right. Uh, and we're going to talk all about Lion Forge and Catalyst Prime. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Looking forward to talking to you about some stuff. So uh, this is great. Um, uh, let's say I think we talked to you in 2014. I can't remember which. Because we got all our podcasts are numbered, but I can't what the number is. Yeah, I think it was around then at that time. I was really into writing um, my weekly column for Comic Book Resources, Mm -hmm. which was the color barrier and then became the mission, Mm -hmm. and that was really a weekly discussion on diversity in comics behind the scenes with the characters in terms of the politics, and since then I've been able to transition into my new job as a senior editor at Lion Forge Comics. But um, you are a, you're a writer as well as an editor. And, of course, I, I have to go back. I mean, you, you broke into comics uh, at Milestone Media, um, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, learned the craft, learned the business there uh, under Dwayne McDovie and the other co-founders of Milestone Media. That's right. Yep. Um, uh, that's, I mean, I think that's an incredibly important thing to point out as we talk about the things that Lion Fortune are trying to do in comics. Thank you. Definitely. As you said, Milestone really gave me my start in comics. I started off as an intern there and worked my way up in the business. I started working on the business side first alongside the president, Derek Dingle. And then after a while, I transitioned over to editorial. And Dwayne McDuffie took me under his wing and he showed me what an editor was. Mm -hmm. And he showed me how that is a vocation and an important element in the culture and business of comic books, and that's where I really learned about the ethos of bringing together creators from different backgrounds, working with them all to tell the best stories about the best characters, because Dwayne really drilled into me that story was the most important thing. It wasn't about um, creative ego or vanity or agendas, it was about telling the story. So Milestone was really my training ground in the first stage of my career in comics before I would move on to the Batman editorial group at DC Comics and then have the benefit and honor of learning under Denny O'Neill. Sure. Mm -hmm. And there I was able to help break ground and really expand the diversity of Gotham. Um, During Mm -hmm. that time, we introduced the Asian Batgirl, Cassandra Cain, Mm -hmm. who is still very much part of the DC Comics fictional architecture to Mm -hmm. this day, and brought in creators from different backgrounds. So, Milestone was the beginning, and then moving on to DC Comics, um, editing Birds of Prey, which was a book with a lead Mm -hmm. character who was a wheelchair user, really expanded my understanding and responsibility of representation of people from different backgrounds. And just to make sure, uh, since I didn't m- m- mention it sp- specifically, Milestone Media is really the first African-American-owned comic book company uh, in modern in the modern era. Right. Milestone was the first black-owned comic book company 
to have the kind of deal it had, which yes. was a co-publishing deal yeah. with DC Comics. There were other companies, sure. mm-hmm. but Milestone was the first one of its kind to have a co-publishing deal mm-hmm. like that. And seeing four black men create this company made it clear to me about what was possible in comic books from a business standpoint as well as from a um, content standpoint. Mm-hmm. And Milestone has ended now, but there are there's talk of it coming back. Uh, there are some other issues. I see there's some legal issues that have come up recently. That's a, that's a talk for another show. Um, hopefully it will be back uh, in some form or other, hopefully in the future. Absolutely, because there's room for so many companies in this business, Calvin. I feel like one of the lies that is perpetuated in our industry is that only two companies yeah. can control a genre. In no other industry can any two companies control any genre. So the fiction that two companies basically rule a particular genre is ridiculous. And the thing about Catalyst Prime and how it's different from Milestone is that Milestone was started in 1993. The world was different then in a variety of ways. Milestone was a reflection of those times and a response to those times as very much Catalyst Prime is its own thing and a response to the world that we live in today as well as a reflection of it because it's not about making agenda comic books. It's about making comic books that reflect the world that we live in and the people who live in that world. Without a doubt. And we also, not only has the world changed, the comics market has changed dramatically. And actually, that's one of the things uh, I want to talk to you about. And to get into the background of Lion Forge, um, the, you know, the parent company of, uh, of, that's publishing Catalyst Prime. Right, right. Um, this is a different world. Uh, it is a very different kind of company. Uh, it seems to be a, very, a company on a very strong foundation uh, as well. So maybe you can give us a little bit, Brad, before we jump into Catalyst Prime, which, by the way, of course, is Lion Forge's superhero universe and a very interesting one uh, at that. But give us a little background on on uh, the launch of Lion Forge and its subsequent growth into a full-service publishing house. Okay, so Lion Forge is about six years old. It was started by David Stewart II, who is the founder, managing member, CEO of the company. Um, Carl Reed is the chief creative officer of the company. And I've known Dave and Carl for a few years. My first exposure to them was at a New York Comic Con. I saw a table of creators, all black creators. Mm. And I knew that I wanted to know what company <laughs> so that was. What's up, because yeah. I had not <laughs> seen a model like that sure. since Milestone <laughs> in the 90s. Sure. And so I saw that it was Lion Forge. And I started talking with Dave and Carl, and we've maintained a relationship throughout the years. And what happened was Lion Forge in the beginning was known for putting out digital comics, um, primarily based on NBC Universal properties, such as Saved by the Bell, Knight Rider, Airwolf, and so on and so forth. And then a few years after that, they entered into a publishing deal with IDW. 
and IDW was basically their print partner mm -hmm. in a similar model, it seems, to the Milestone DC way, yeah. kind yeah, of paradigm yeah. where that, Milestone yeah. owned the content, <clears throat> but DC was the publishing partner mm -hmm. and was responsible for getting the print books distributed sales. through mm -hmm. Diamond, so yeah. on mm -hmm. so, and so forth. And then what happened was Lion Forge made a major shift in 2016, and part of what punctuated that shift was Jeff Gerber coming on as yeah, the president of the publishing arm. And Lion Forge basically became a vertically integrated publisher and in 2016 decided to expand and bring on new talent. New talent behind the scenes, people that would help round out the next stage of the company. And I was one of those people. Jeff Gerber offered me the position of senior editor of Lion Forge, and then after talking for a bit, you know, our values are clearly aligned in what we want, and so that happened, and the new team was announced three weeks before San Diego Comic-Con 2016, <laughs> so we really had to hit the ground well, I running, saw Lisa, you know? I said like, whoa, yeah. yeah, because it was really a who's who of, of comics industry people. Absolutely, absolutely, and so Lion Forge now is basically separated into four imprints. Mm. There's Lion Forge, which is basically young adults and up, and within Lion Forge is the Catalyst Prime superhero science fiction line, which I am responsible for. Then we have Cub House. Mm -hmm. Cub House is for emerging readers, like ages four to eight, mm -hmm. because we've gotta get the kids Absolutely. back in the comics, Calvin. Absolutely. We've got to, it's crucial. And then after that, you have the Roar line, mm -hmm. and so Roar is basically tween to YA, YA. Mm -hmm. right? And then you have the Magnetic Collection, and the Magnetic Collection was originally a publisher called Magnetic Press, which was acquired by Lion Forge in 2016, and the owner of Magnetic Press, Mike Kennedy, came on as a creative director of the Magnetic Collection, which is high-quality graphic novels, most of which are foreign imports translated mm -hmm. into English, most mm -hmm. of which are original graphic novels, but some of which are serialized in comic book format. And then Andrea Colvin, who's the VP executive editor of Lion Forge Comics, she is running the Cub House and the Roar lines. Very experienced uh, in children's and YA publishing. Absolutely. With background in the book trade. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you can see that when Lion Ford says comics for everyone, it's something that we mean. It's part of our ethos and our diversity of product shows that. Mm -hmm. So, so this is an exciting event. Uh, you know, a, uh, a you know publishing house has methodically grown and launched itself really uh, across the board in all of the areas that in my view a modern comics publishing house needs to be directing itself at. At the whole marketplace, with a very serious understanding of the book trade as well as the direct market. Absolutely, because they're two parts of the same coin, which is the means through which to get published content to the widest possible audience. You know, you have the direct market and you have the book trade market. And so we have product that can work in both streams. And by really thinking strategically about how to make the two sides work, 
what we have is a more multi-layered, diverse publishing plan, and you can see it in the variety of books we do. Some stories are meant to be serialized and then collected True. into mm -hmm. a format that can be in the bookstores, and some stories are single stories, as is the case with Lighter Than My Shadow by Katie yes, Green, yes. Uh, yeah. which is just really uh, good point. one story. Mm -hmm. And even for its page count, which is over 500 pages, mm. there were so many people that came to us and said they read it in one sitting. Yeah. It was that compelling a memoir, and it's the kind of story that is meant to be told in that way, packaged in that way. So we're really taking a multi-layered approach into getting our content in the hands of the readers. That's what's exciting, uh, and that's why I call you a modern publishing house, a modern comics publishing house, because you have this uh, broad view uh, in terms of how your company is structured and the kind of content you're putting out, but also inclusion and uh, and the the you know the 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 reframe comics for everyone is embedded. It seems to me in your business plan and in your publishing plan. It's not something that you got to like scratch your head about and figure out how can we graft something on. From what I see, this is uh, this is inherent in how you go forward with publishing. Absolutely, we just completed a week-long company summit where everyone at Lion Forge um, got together and spoke about the present and the future of the company and of comics in general. And our social media uh, manager, Christina Steen Stewart, known throughout the world as Steens, and she's going to be the future president of comics, <laughs> she took a picture of the staff and I posted it across all social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and you can see the truth behind our yeah. value system. And now you, you talk about walk. you talk <laughs> about you talk about emulating the book trade. When you're talking about publishing houses in the trade book sector, that is where women dominate oh, yeah. over men. And if you look at the Lion Ford staff, there are more women in the Lion Ford staff than there are men. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing people across different cultural backgrounds, different sexual orientations. In that regard, you're doing better than the book trade. Well, that, that let, let, might be fair to clarify. say. Let's clarify. That's right. I think the book trade is a good model for how you're structured to publish across a wide variety of genres, multi-genre uh, publishing for all kinds of it. But as far as uh, how you're structured um, and your personnel, uh, you're, be you're you're doing a hell of a better job than most book trade houses. Well, thank you, and we're and we to be clear. No, you're absolutely. <laughs> hey, look, there's so, a hashtag out there called "We Need Diverse Books." Yeah, absolutely. So that basically tells the story so, in four words. Let's be clear. Uh, I'm giving you props on a whole lot of levels for how the company is structured. Thank you very much. Yeah. When I say that I believe Lion Forge is the future of comics, that's not just hyperbole. I feel like we are the example that should represent what this industry is. That we are the anomaly really indicates that this industry has many more miles to walk. Absolutely. Well, the future of publishing, let's just say it that way. That would be know, fair comics to say. And every, comics and everything else. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So, 
Great. So, look, I wanted to get a background on that. Um, you've done a lot of other things. I mean, you're writing a graphic novel. I, we, we, I, that, that's I going do, on. Yep, I do have I mean, that, a Harlem Renaissance graphic novel yeah, going with partner Sean Martin second. Bro, that's right, that's right. terrific comics artist that's and right. partner at Verge Entertainment. That's, that's your right. other thing. I don't, I don't want to put, pour too much on you on this one yeah. section. <laughs> if, if we start we, talking about everything you do, that's true. <laughs> we'll never get that's done. That's true. It'll be crazy. But suffice it to say that where all of my different different um, interests and um, businesses align is getting stories of people from different backgrounds out to the widest possible audience. You know, I did a I did a presentation at the Long Beach Comic Con earlier this year and I really thought about um, what I think Dwayne McDuffie's end goal was. And the tragedy is that um, he was taken from us much too soon. But, but he, I, he died in 20, 2011? 2011. Yes, it's a legendary figure in the comics business, for those who don't know uh, Dwayne. Uh, a, black, uh, a legendary black creator, editor, writer, animation. Uh, Absolutely. You know, he and, was a renaissance yeah. man, and he excelled at everything he did. And, um, you know, we say words like diversity and inclusion, and it occurred to me that the destination of all of that is meritocracy. And meritocracy mm -hmm. is seen as a dirty word. But what we're really talking about is equal opportunities for everybody to tell stories about everybody yes, yes. in this world. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I'm doing is heading to that singular destination. Yes. So um, this is a perfect time. Then uh, we've set the scene. We, you know, we want to give people a sense of the company, uh, where where these stories are coming from, where the structure. Let's jump right into it now. Uh, and, but although you know, I do want to jump back uh, to the, one of the things you, you you started talking about. Okay. Uh, 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 I mean, the superhero world is uh, comics. As I grew up with it, I'm a little older than you. It it was comics was a one genre marketplace that's was, true it was all superheroes um what what we what the way the market has played out in many ways it is a one genre market with the two companies that seem to dominate it among the fans we're in a new era now and it it but it is still a competitive challenge to jump into this era of superhero comics uh against the big two right except that we are probably at the one time in history where the market is seeming to saying we want something more right than the same old thing right so i just wanted to preface that because you do have a you have a challenge in front of the company has a challenge beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, but this you probably picked the best time uh to face up to that challenge so let's talk about catalyst prime sure and just what it is and and where we're we going okay so catalyst prime is a superhero science fiction universe and I call it that for a very specific reason which we can discuss and the nucleus of it came from David Stewart the second mm -hmm. um, the CEO of Lion Forge Carl Reed the chief creative officer mm -hmm. and a group of allies and they put together a four-page document which was the nucleus and it was given to me and my charge was to take this and bring together the creators and put the sharp editorial vision necessary to create a competitive 
superhero science fiction imprint and line of books. And so the first thing that I did was I thought about, okay, who are the creators? It starts yeah. with the stories, right? So I thought about the writers. And the thing is, you know, it's interesting. People talk about diversity like it's hard. And I don't get that because to me, it's easy. To me, it's easy to look in comic books and find women and find men who are not white and <laughs> find some people who are from the LGBTQ community. So the group of writers that I came up with are a reflection of that. They're people who are amazing storytellers. For me, it wasn't about trying to go for the A-list. It was trying to go for who are the best writers. Sure. And then what really was the final piece of the puzzle for me was Christopher Priest. Well, um, yeah. Christopher Priest is a trailblazer yes. in comics. He's one of the original co-founders of Milestone. He's, to my knowledge, um, the first black editor in mainstream comics. He is an amazing writer. Black and, Panther. Oh, my uh, goodness. Black uh, Panther now De doing De Deathstroke. Uh, He's written amazing Death Batman Stroke. stories. He wrote yes. a story mm -hmm. called Batman the Hill, which is groundbreaking to this mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. His Black Panther run is considered sort of like His uh, Black Panther run is seminal, and yeah. I believe he had the longest run on the character uh -huh. with five to six years yeah. mm -hmm. and really turned that character around by bringing a perspective to it that dealt with wealth and intelligence and culture and so having those writers together I realized it was important to have them all in one room so after San Diego Comic Con of 2016 we had a writers retreat mm -hmm. and we all sat down over two days and we came up with the first year to year and a half of the Catalyst Prime universe and then cool. once we had that we constructed the Catalyst Prime universe bible Mm -hmm. which is something that I got from my time at Milestone mm -hmm. and my time working at DC on the Batman books and which really came from the television industry, the idea of a series it's Bible. It's like a canonical list of how the characters play out, their background, exactly. like the descriptions of their personalities. It, it, yeah, yep, it, the rules yeah. of the world. Yes, and you exactly. need mm -hmm. a definitive document like mm -hmm. that. So once I had that, I gathered together the different artists, letterers, colorists, inkers, and then we got down to business. And it and was if, really uh, a year of work. Not to interrupt, but uh, you've got a great list, too, because of, of creators. What I seem to notice in particular is that you seem to be putting together really uh, impressive veteran writers and some ver some newcomers. I'm not going to say, I'll let you get to that at some point. Absolutely. But just to preface a little bit of what you're saying. Yeah, because that's something that Lion Forge as a company believes in, which is bringing together creators of different generations because that way what you have is a well-rounded mm. um, story perspective, you know, and that's something that is extended to our editorial group. So at Catalyst Prime, my editorial assistant is Desiree Rodriguez, and Desiree is a well-known writer for nerds of color, women write mm. about comics, and she wrote a column about... Um, Latinx culture and how that is misunderstood and represented in comics. Sure. And it was so insightful that I had a moment where I realized that someone of her intelligence and insight 
needed to be on this side of the table in comics. And so I spoke with the people at Lion Forge and I asked if I could bring her on as an editorial assistant. They gave it full support and thankfully she took the job. And the mindset that she's brought to it, her from a different um, generation and background, Mm -hmm. me from a different generation and background has really helped to give the Catalyst Prime editorial office a really developed, well-rounded viewpoint. And there are things that we do that reflect that, something as seemingly simple, but really complex as a color chart. So we have a document that shows the skin complexions, hair colors, and eye colors Mm -hmm. of all our main characters because representation has to be consistent. Sure. That's important. So that was something that Desiree came to me and she said, I really want to do this. And I said, okay, we need to do it. Execute. And she did it. And something like that shows you how Catalyst Prime is different from other superhero Mm -hmm. science fiction universes and how Lion Forge as a company is different from other companies. Very cool. Um, Yeah, so much to ask you. So um, one of the things I uh, um, I want to ask you about, uh, just as I perceive, uh, because I've read through like the first, as I showed you, I've read through the first couple of issues. Sure. Um, uh, We're seeing a way of organizing superhero universes now that, uh, for me, an older comic book reader, they they weren't like that, but more, I guess, how we're seeing the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where we kind of see, we move through this universe and we see the characters from different angles and different perspective, and I'm seeing that in Catalyst Prime. So I don't know what that is, it, it, but this is a very different kind of universe because you you've been able to design it from the ground up. It wasn't some legacy in, in the, that you had to figure out how the parts are going to fit together or whether you're going to bring somebody back that had, you know, some older character. This is something that you could design from uh, from scratch. So it, 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 was that part of your thinking? How did you look at it when you, when you put this uh, Catalyst Prime universe together? Well, the benefit of being new is that you can make your own rules to a degree. And when you look at other superhero universes... You can't find the origin point. They're mm-hmm. all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God helped someone who wanted to start buying comics and chose to start with one of the two top yeah. superhero publishers. I don't know which direction do you go in. Which series do you buy? What number is this? 456? <laughs> so it's interesting that with Catalyst Prime, because it's new, we can create the event and from there spin off the different books so you know i called it a superhero science fiction universe and i don't say that lightly because i feel like it's more of a science fiction universe science plays a heavy part in every aspect of our lives and so it only makes sense that it is a primal element in the architecture of this universe and so it's interesting that you parallel it to the marvel cinematic universe because that is a way in which a mythology is being introduced to the wider global audience. And if you look at it, it started from one movie, which is Iron Man, but if you think about what is the event, where is the point 
where you can see the coalescence and the offshoot of all the different stories, it's the Avengers film. Yeah. Right? So we look at it and we say, okay, we have to have one event. That's the starting point. You see the different characters and you see how they're going to extend into the universe based off of this one event, which was a suicide mission to prevent the world from being destroyed by an mm -hmm. asteroid. Mm -hmm. And the mission succeeded. The astronauts are believed to be dead. The resultant meteor shower brings all these mm -hmm. irradiated stellar objects to our planet and thus introduces the impetus for superhuman life. And so what's interesting is you have the opportunity to introduce these characters from the beginning. We can have you as readers go on the journey with the characters. The mm -hmm. characters are not two steps ahead of you. The characters are right in line with you. And to me, that's really exciting. It's not intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's new. And I really enjoyed being able to work with creators to kick off this new world. World building is very exciting. You look at a show like Game of Thrones... And part of the reason it's so beloved is because of the amazing world building yeah. that was done by Martin. So I see Catalyst Prime as being that kind of multi-layered narrative landscape. And as a reader, it really allows you to learn about the universe as you go through each issue. You, you, another piece of the puzzle is sort of laid out to you as to how these characters may, of course, end up moving through each other's worlds. Absolutely. And... That's part of the fun. Yeah. That's part of the yeah. fun of superheroes, of science fiction, of big, grandiose stories is that if you want to, you can follow whichever books you like. Um, Lion Forge and Catalyst Prime is not designed to trick anyone into buying all the books. Mm. But if you decide that you're going to engage the line of seven books, you have a bird's eye view that allows you to appreciate this world in an entirely different way and you see the through lines and through seeing the through lines you can appreciate how we're building stories going forward with a character and going back right so we can transcend time and space this is comic books that's right and, and <laughs> that's, that's part about. of the fun of it so we purposely built it that way and we built it that way because we're dealing with a sophisticated reading audience and so the kind of material that they deserve has to be character-based, multi-layered, complex, world-building fiction. And it's a kind of a global you know, layout for the plot, too, which is a interesting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, we started our universe off in Chiapas, Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important characters in our universe is a woman named Lorena Payan, yeah. mm -hmm. who's a Mexican billionaire... Um, born and raised in Mexico, then moved to America, then moved back to Mexico. And by moving her company, Foresight Corporation, to Mexico, and the Foresight Corporation is a humanitarian fringe science corporation, she transforms the whole landscape of Mexico. Mm -hmm. And what she does is she gives her people jobs mm -hmm. across a variety of sectors and then what you're talking about is a world that in that one way is different from the world in which we live. So you don't have as many people from Mexico 
having to escape Mexico to find jobs, getting discriminated against in America, getting rounded up by ICE and thrown back home. You're talking about this woman who sees herself as the mother of the world and the mother of her people. And with that comes a very extreme point of view. So like I have said to various people who read the Catalyst Prime, the event one shot, which was the free comic book day one shot, that Christopher Priest and I co-wrote that kicked off the universe. Yes, let's not forget, Joe's writing some of this stuff, too. This is true, this is true, (laughs) and I'll tell you why that happened in a minute. You know, I tell people that, yeah, you thought you were getting Fantastic Four, but what we ended up giving you was Watchmen. And everyone (laughs) that reads it says, that ending threw me. That (laughs) ending threw me. And the quick anecdote on how that happened was, I brought on Christopher Priest to write it, and Christopher Priest said, I'm not diving into this unless you're diving into this with me because you know the universe and if it works out I'll take the credit and if people don't like it we'll just blame it on you. you and I was like okay that's fine I'm willing to, I'm willing to take you know, that on my he's shoulder. a veteran that's <laughs> but I thought it also was a indication of my commitment to Catalyst mm-hmm. Prime that I felt it necessary to also put myself on the line to help introduce this world and these characters to the public. And uh, uh, the Lorena Payne character is a complex figure, so whatever. Oh, yes. Lorena Payne is is very complex, and she's a character that I feel like that right there tells you we are not like the other companies. A character like her is not the kind of character that you will see in the introduction of a universe. So we've got... Seven astronauts. Five astronauts. Oh, five. Right. Five astronauts go into space. Well, all right, five. One of them dies immediately, yes, right. right? He's kind of like the red shirt of our group. And then you have the four that are left. Okay. Okay? And the asteroid explodes. You get the meteor shower. And the world regards these people as heroes because it was a suicide mission. Yes. And what you find out as you go through all the books is, well... At least one of them is still alive, right? Yeah. David Powell. Yes. And he is the star of the series Noble. Yes. As we go further through the year, you're going to find out that a few more of them yeah. survived. And the big question is, well, how did that happen? What happened to you because of it? And where are you now? Yeah. And that's how we yeah. follow the different characters. So let's just touch, if we can, let's just touch on uh, each of the series. So let's touch on the three that are out now. Sure. And just maybe commission the creative teams. Okay. And just... Tell, say whatever you think the people should know about. It. All right. Let's start off with Superb. Okay. So Superb, you know, centers around a t- real town, Youngstown, Ohio, which suffered a heavy degree of meteor fallout. So it's an impact five level zone. And what happened is a number of teenagers there developed superpowers. And in a tragic incident, one of those teenagers, teenagers manifesting their powers resulted in a number of deaths. So the Foresight Corporation came and did a lockdown on Youngstown, Ohio. So now all these kids who are going to school, they go through these screeners. And if it's found out you have powers, you know, you're taken off to Foresight. And so basically... Some of them are, don't even know they have powers. That's right. That's yeah. right. You find out when you yeah. walk through the screen. So Superb centers around two teenagers... Um, Kayla Tate, um, a young black girl and an internet activist, and she has to come back to Youngstown because she lived there before. Her parents are scientists. They moved away and they come back, and she reunites with her good friend Jonah Watkins. 
Jonah Watkins is a young man with Down syndrome, and in the rekindling of their friendship, what you find out is that Jonah also has a secret identity as a superhero called Cosmosis. And so he's going to school by the day, and at night he's breaking into foresight and trying to find out what's happening to all these young people who have superpowers who have been taken by foresight. And what's really exceptional about this comic, in addition to the characters, um, is that Lion Forge is partnered with the National Down Syndrome yeah, Society. Yeah, really and interesting aspect. that is really a way to expand awareness of heroes from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It's a way to um, showcase the capabilities of people with Down syndrome who are usually defined by the word disability. Mm -hmm. So this is about showing what people with Down syndrome can do. And, you know, our creative team has really done amazing work working with Lion Forge, working with the National Down Syndrome Society. You're talking about David F. Walker, who um, writes the Luke Cage series for Mm -hmm. Marvel. You're talking about Dr. Sheena C. Howard, who was the first um, black woman to win an Eisner Award for her groundbreaking book, Black Comics, Politics and Race Mm -hmm. and Representation. And she's about to drop the Encyclopedia of Black Comics coming out in September. You're talking about penciler Ray Anthony Height. Mm. You're talking about inker LeBeau L. Underwood, um, colorist Veronica Gandini, and letterer Tom Napolitano. Really, this team is dedicated to telling the best stories with these characters and really bringing humanity to these young characters. And so that's superb. Superb is really our teen superhero book. Then we have Noble. Noble, yes. Which we were Um, talking a little bit about. That's right, that's right. So Noble um, centers around David Powell. He was one of the astronauts Mm -hmm. that saved the world. He's back in the world. He's an amnesiac. He has telekinetic mm-hmm. powers. He's on the run. Um, if you basically wanted to do the Hollywood terminology, it would basically be Luke Cage meets Jason Bourne with a little bit of the X-Men mixed in because he has telekinetic abilities. The elevator pitch. That's yeah. it, that's it. So David is on the run from the Foresight Corporation while trying to get back his memories, while trying to figure out how his powers mm-hmm. work. And it turns out that his wife, Astrid Allen Powell... She's not just a simple housewife. She is an ex-mercenary, and she goes on the hunt, on the worldwide hunt, for her husband, she David. Back. And by yeah. doing that, we show that this is not the story of a typical lone black male superhero. This is a black man with a wife and a kid. And his wife is not at home making cookies. Yeah. His wife <laughs> is just as formidable yeah. as he is. And this is something that we want to say about heroism and that we want to say about marriage and Mm -hmm. love and about women. You know, you hear the typical line, behind every man is a good woman. Now, obviously, we have a much more diversified world, so behind every man could be a good man. Yeah, 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 exactly. But in terms of this, (laughs) we show the wife as a character of agency, of formidability, and a black woman mm-hmm. at that. So from my point of view, she's basically the Beyonce of our superhero yeah, Okay, universe. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. All right. <laughs> and then the third book is Excel. Yeah. And Excel is about Daniel Dos Santos. He's a Mexican-American teenager living the easy life, stole a meteorite sample, put it under yeah. his bed, and gets irradiated while he's sleeping, wakes up um, with super speed powers, 
And he's living a good life, man. He plays video games. He has his girlfriend. He has no problems. But something happens to him. He goes through a metaphysical experience, kind of like a vision quest. And then he starts realizing, oh, these are the consequences of running super fast. Mm. This is the kind of... These are the kind of ways that physics are breaking. And it shakes him up. And it sets him on the path to actually grow up. And it sets him on the path to say, okay... Am I being a superhero because it's fun? Or am I being a superhero because it's the right thing to do and I have a responsibility? So he's going on that heroic journey. Excel is really interesting because it, it does. It, it translates super speed into this metaphysical Absolutely. journey. I mean, uh, and the drawings, are, uh, the, the creative team on, on Excel. Uh, Joe Casey wrote it. Right, Joe Casey's the writer. Um, and Joe Casey's known for Man of Action, mm-hmm. um, creators of Ben 10, Big Hero yeah. 6. The illustrator, Damian Scott, one of the most amazing artists in comics. He and I go back to the days um, when I was in a Batman editorial group where he helped co-create the Cassandra Kane Batgirl. His inker is Robert Campanella. His colorist is Sigmund Torre. Um, the letterer is um, DC Hopkins. And the way that they visually translate Whoa, speed, like you said, it's different. And that's a thing. Yeah. We're very proud of the pact. There's no other comic book out there on the market that looks like Excel. And if you're going to communicate speed, that's the way you should do it. And now let me float back because yeah. I have to give some love to the creators of Noble as well. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. So the writer is Brandon Thomas, yes, absolutely. who's also the writer of the critically acclaimed series Horizon at Image. Mm. The penciler is Roger Robinson, known for illustrating everyone from Batman to the Avengers. Um, the colorist is Juan Fernandez, and we've also gotten a lot of color work from Chris Sotomayor, who's one of the coloring veterans in comics. Cool. The letterer is Saida Temofante, and Saida, my God, she must letter 20 different books a month, <laughs> and she's really amazing. And so, right there you can see with our creative teams, we're talking about people from different backgrounds, yes. we're talking about men and women, and... They all work together pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, and, and Excel also really has a, has a really different look. It really kind of inter- interprets the whole super speed thing in a very different kinds of ways. So I'm really looking forward to how that series progresses. And the look of it, I mean, there, 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 there's a psychedelic quality yeah, to it that, you know, you start reading this book, it's just, it's not, you're not reading The Flash. It's a little different. Absolutely. And, you know, credit really goes to Damian Scott. Mm. Um, you know, I've been wanting to work with him again for years. And, you know, as an editor, it's interesting. Sometimes you have to really just let the talent go with it. And so Damien was the one that brought in Sigmund Torre as colorist. And he works with Sig and he works with his inker, Robert Campanella, to really make this amazing art. And, yeah. you know, again, I mean, there's no other comic book out there that looks like Excel. It's, it's and that is really, um, you know, a testament to Damien's commitment to this work. No, it's dynamic. It's what you want out of a superhero comic. It grabs you. It's kick-ass. But it, it kind of literally takes you to another dimension. Absolutely. And you can, <laughs> and you can see it in yeah. animation. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. totally see how a comic book like Excel would translate into an animated series. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So these are in the marketplace right now. You can go out and buy it and check it up. I even bought a couple issues on uh, Comixology because I you know, couldn't wait. 
Uh, but we've got, um, what, four more coming? Three more series coming? We have four more yeah. series coming out this year. Incidentals mm-hmm. is the fourth series coming out in August, and that's our team book. Mm-hmm. The fifth series coming out in October is called Astonisher. And Astonisher is basically what happens when you take Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Richard Branson, mix them all together and want to make a superhero. And you find (laughs) out a bit about what that looks like, good and bad. And then the series dropping in November is called Kino. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kino is going to be our sleeper hit because you think it's a superhero comic, but there's a big dark secret behind it. And you find that it's another kind of a comic book. So I'm looking forward to seeing what people think of that. Our final series is Summit. And Summit is our female lead book. And what I really love about the character is that, you know, she's a woman of science. She teaches at MIT Plasma Fusion. So we get into the STEAM fields. Um, She's Jewish. She's queer. And because of that, we're able to take a character like her and really live up to um, Lion Forge's promise. And combining women in science is something you don't see a lot in comic books. When you're talking about science, usually the most brilliant minds in these kinds of universes are men. So the fact that you have um, the lead character of Summit is going to be a woman of science, and you have a character like Lorena Payan, who kicked off the universe as a woman of science, Mm. I love how those two characters kind of represent that idea of high intellect and scientific formidability in our universe. Sure, this is great. Well, I was at the New York Comic Con, I guess was was that 2016? When right, right. you really announced... Yeah, you, you didn't announce the universe then, but you did the next best thing. You announced your creative teams. That's and right. You had, I had the, you had them all on the stage. It was very cool because you also were talking about, we've got uh, artists like Alex DeCampi right. coming on board. Yep, Alex DeCampi, yeah. um, Amy Chu Amy is Chu. writing Summit for us, right. Jan Dersima. So there, there's the best is, yet, you know, it's yet to come. There's more more coming. That's right. Uh, more really great creative, more uh, diverse uh, thoughtful and really surprising uh, combinations. So this is why we had you in here today, to kind of lay it out for us. Uh, like I said, you can go and get started and buy some copies, but, um, you know, this is, uh, this is an exciting new development in this medium that we love. Well, thank you very much. You know, when we started rolling out the information in stages and when people found out what it was, There were people who were excited and there were people who were skeptical. But what we're finding out is that the larger audience, as we go further into the months, more people are buying these books. More people see that we were serious about really bringing together amazing talent to create quality content. So the launch is going to continue through the rest of the year. By the end of 2017, we're going to have seven monthly series and... We've only just begun here with yeah. Catalyst Prime and with the new Lion Forge. Sure. All of these uh, series obviously will eventually be collected. That's right, yeah. that's right. And as a matter of mm. fact, the trades will start coming out in October. Okay. In October, Great. you will have Noble Volume 1, Great. which we will premiere at New York Comic Con in October. Fabulous. Um, in November, you will have Excel Volume 1. In December, to end the year for the holiday season, you're going to have Superb 
All right, there you one. go. All right, and then in Christmas shopping right now, folks. That's it. Yes, that's right. it. Make a list. And then Check in twenty eighteen, we'll keep going. <laughs> so again, for the direct market consumer and for the bookstore mm-hmm. consumer, Lion Forge is committed to making sure that we have these stories there for you and get them to the widest possible audience. Okay, well, look, you know, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, this is just what I wanted. I wanted you to lay it out. Uh, you get a little preview. And like I said, these books, you know, the first books are in the market. I think you said Incidentals is coming out. Incidentals comes out I guess on this, this month in August. In, uh, That's in right. August. So um, more to come, uh, so to speak. Uh, and on that note, Joe, thank you so much for being on More to Come again. Thank you for having me again. It's always good to be here. All right.